welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. And I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 150 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Today, we are talking about the nodal shift to Taurus and Scorpio. And my special guest is none other than Celeste Brooks. Welcome, Celeste. Hi, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, it is always a pleasure to talk with you, and you always have so much great information to share. And so what I want to start off with right off the bat, before we even start talking about this Taurus and Scorpio stuff, can you explain what the nodal axis is to my listeners, just in case someone thinks, what are we talking about? What are nodes? What's the nodal axis? Yeah, so we are talking about the lunar nodes, the nodes of the moon, and they are points. They're not bodies, celestial bodies, they're points where the sun and the moon meet um, around the apparent pattern of the earth. So let me rephrase that. So the ecliptic is the sun's apparent pattern around the earth because the ancients thought the sun revolved around us, not the other way around, which we know. And where it crosses with the moon's Um, moon's orbit around the earth are the the nodes and there's a north node and a south node and they really speak to where we are comfortable is the south node like our habitual nature maybe things we have learned from our families our patterns is the south node and the north node speaks to the stretch and what we're rising to in this life what new lessons we're learning And they're always on an axis, 180 degrees a point in opposing signs at the same degree. You know, it's so funny. And I have to admit this. When I was a beginning astrologer, I thought they were like some kind of planetary thing outside the moon. I did not know. It took me a minute before I finally realized, oh, this is a mathematical point. This has nothing to do with other little planets. And I think there are other people who might admit that too. I mean, I'm not too uh, embarrassed to admit that, but I had, it took me a moment to really understand the mathematical thing there. So thank you for explaining that. And the nodes, so the nodes were, um, they were in Gemini and Sagittarius from May, I think May, 2020 until, and they're switching gears on January 18th, 2022. So first of all, let's talk about what were some of the lessons for the nodes for all of us as a collective when they were going through Gemini and Sagittarius? So Gemini and Sagittarius are on an axis of information. So there was so much about taking in new information with North Node, the true North in Gemini, um, having a beginner's mind and taking in new information, releasing South Node Sagittarius, like entrenched beliefs or preconceived notions that either you learn from your family, your community, or just come up with yourself, releasing some of those things and taking in the new information from the new world and things and facts that we were dealing with and moving forward with that. I find it interesting that that there was so much disinformation 
during yes. that cycle. I thought about that every once in a while. I thought, wow, this is really interesting. We're learning also about truth. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. And I went through my nodal return, you know, and, and so it was a, a definitely a big time of working on beliefs and redefining a lot of the work that I wanted to do in the world. So I, I certainly felt that, uh, I certainly felt those, that nodal shift, let's put it that way. So yeah. we're, we're oh. oh, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to say, well, Neptune is in the sign of Pisces. So uh, Gemini and Sagittarius are mutable signs, as are Pisces and Virgo. And Neptune is confusions and delusions. So at times, Neptune was squaring the north and south node. Um, so yeah, there was massive disinformation, fake news, you know, the, uh, the whole thing, the pandemic with what can you believe, what's the facts, what's not the facts, um, was such a story of, of that whole that whole cycle. Also, like around policing, the Sagittarius South Node was one of the mundane things that came in with um with the South Node and Sagittarius and, and how we needed to change things based on new information. So it's been wild. And the U.S. is going, getting ready to have our nodal opposition, our, North, um, excuse me, Neptune opposition, yes. where Neptune in the sky and Pisces is opposite where Neptune is in the Sibley chart of the U.S. And I believe it's on March 1st. It's exact. So we're just going to continue to still kind of see some wild things about information and illusions. Well, that is really fascinating. And I, I'm, and also we are coming into, we're in our, our, the U.S. is in their Pluto return on top of this. So um, I definitely want to circle back to that. But uh, I want to, and by the way, that Neptune thing, believe me, I felt Neptune also last year particularly hard. And for me, it was really, again, that confusion about, okay, what do I want to do? What's my next move? So I think this whole Neptune information thing has been impacting, of course, the world with all these bizarre disinformation things. But I think on a personal level, it's really given us a lot of thinking about, well, who am I? You know, what do I believe? What do I believe about myself? Um, You know, at least that's how I felt it impacted me and some of the people I know. But now we're moving into Taurus and Scorpio. Oh, my God. So what are the themes of the Taurus-Scorpio notes? Is it going to get any better, Celeste? Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) So Taurus and Scorpio are on the axis of pleasure, power, and resources. I like to think about them. So things are going to get real. So there's going to be so much around, like, money, monetary policy. We're already seeing things about inflation. Now you asked about things getting better. I also feel like Taurus is all about getting practical, stable, grounded, simple, calm. So we have the opportunity if we as a collective really work to move forward to the North Node and in Taurus and bring in some beauty into our lives because Venus rules Taurus. Right now it's retrograde, but once it goes direct, January 31st. And yeah, I think there is a wonderful opportunity for art, for music, mm-hmm. and yeah, new new innovations with Uranus in the sign of Taurus. So I think there's some really good positive things coming in with this, as well as healing trauma. South node in um 
a Scorpio, that's like about the deep psychological processes, the shadows. It's really a time to, you know, bring up from the depths, the pain and suffering that we've gone through with this last two years with the pandemic and losing so much and taking time to heal that is a really positive thing that can happen with the nodal switch. Do you think, what would be your advice then um, for people as individuals? Uh, you know, you talk about beauty and healing. What are some of the, the practices, maybe the self-care or the things that they can do to really make the most out of this time? Yeah, so Taurus is very simple. So uh, the, the Buddha is a, 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 one of the archetypes of, of Taurus. So getting silent, getting quiet, maybe even seeing a meditation is just a wonderful thing to do. I love the app insight timer. If you, if you can't just meditate, like just sitting there by yourself, there are all these guided ones and the app is free or you can upgrade and pay. But I love yoga Nidra. It's, it really talks you through relaxation practices, something like the breathe app or any kind of breathing app where it just like, even for a minute, you stop and just do some breathing exercises. It's amazing how much you can calm your nervous system down in just a minute with things like that. Cooking a beautiful meal, maybe not going out to eat or ordering takeout as much. Doing the, that action, that tactile action of putting together things for yourself. Buying yourself some flowers or growing them in your garden and cutting them and having on a table is something that's, that's beautiful. Um, crystals you know, bringing in that positive energy with um, crystals to help you with the feelings you want to feel or things to do, or just getting out in nature, walking in the grass, I think is, is wonderful. Those are great suggestions. And so, but let's talk about as a collective. Now, you're talking about Neptune opposing Neptune for the United States. We're going to talk with the United States just for a second. But, and then we have Pluto, the Pluto return and Pluto's in Capricorn. So, Obviously, because we're no longer going to be on that Gemini Sagittarius axis, we're not going to have that square with Neptune. And Taurus and Scorpio work a lot better with Neptune. So do you think that is also kind of a sign that, that this aspect is going to be, or I shouldn't say this aspect, that this transit of Taurus and Saturn, or Taurus and Scorpio, excuse me, is going to work better with this Neptune, Neptune and the Pluto return for the U S you know what that's, I certainly hope so. Um, the Pluto return is going to really unearth some, unearth some things. I think we will have some of the clearing of the fog. When we think about Neptune as the fog secrets will be unearthed to bring to light, um, things that have gone on. So that could be a really positive thing about that Neptune opposition with the Pluto return and the, the North node in Taurus and the South node in Scorpio. That's possible. I hope so. Corruption being um, brought to the surface to be dealt with is another thing we may be seeing with that. And I was also thinking too, because Taurus, you know, money falls under Taurus. I'm wondering then if that means that there's going to be more of a push to get the dark money out of our elections. This is one of the things my brain, my imagination was like, I wonder if that could be one way that this could pan out with this Pluto return. 
I would love that. That would be amazing to get some of the dark money out of elections. The unseen, unseen Scorpio, the South Node is kind of like clearing some of those, some of those themes, bringing it up for us to deal with. That would be great to have, to have some new candidates, some new blood coming in. I've heard so Hillary Clinton has a North Node in Taurus, and just yesterday I heard something about she's thinking of running again. It's like. No, can we have someone new, someone fresh, someone younger for running uh, for the next president um, is, is kind of what I was thinking about, about, about that with the North Node uh, <laughs> shifting into Taurus. Uh, I yeah. think a lot of people are probably nodding their head as they're listening. It's time for fresh ideas. It's time to plant new seeds. It's time, to, if we're going to really get progress, we certainly can't keep going back to the same old things or people that haven't worked. We have to look at, okay, who is doing something now that's of the moment that could really bring some change. And of course, the person, I'm, uh, there's two people I'm looking at, and that is Stacey Abrams and Katie Porter. I think that... <laughs> I love them both. And I think they both are ones to watch uh, going forward because I think they've got plenty to say and they're going to be a big role in our politics going forward. I agree. With, with, uh, they're both fantastic. But when Katie Porter pulls out that whiteboard and they have some a muckety-muck who thinks he knows, knows better and she just brings him down to the ground, I love that. I hope I never get in trouble with Katie Porter because I know I'm going to lose. Definitely. Oh my God. So, you know, the other thing that Taurus and, and Scorpio, what I think about, I think of Taurus being, you know, earth and I think of Scorpio water and Scorpio's deep, I think of the ocean. And so of course I think of climate change mm -hmm. and the climate and earth. So what kind of themes do you think we might see as a collective around climate change with the nodal shift in Taurus and Scorpio. Yeah, I think it's really going to be something is going to happen or a series of events will happen that will bring to focus the need to take care of Mother Earth, which I see is very Taurian in essence. And one of the um, one of the big transits, really the big outer planet transit is Jupiter and Neptune are meeting in in the sign of Pisces at 23, 24 degrees on April 12th, which is kind of near Earth Day. Um, and I can sort of see that Neptune and, and Jupiter make like the big water. So will we be having some storms or some events that are going to cause, you know, even more devastation and catastrophe due to climate change that we start really having to think about? We have to take care of this Earth for ourselves, for future generations, or else you know, we run the risk of the just constant chaos happening with with the world. So more about things about recycling or innovations about that or things like that may be coming up for us and people really, you know, taking it more seriously and stop acting like uh, certain people acting like climate change is a joke. Yeah, it is real. I mean, we certainly can see it. Uh, there was just a tsunami the other day and a volcano erupting. And I'm like, wow, it just seems that there's always something in these huge storms. I mean, at the time we're doing this podcast and recording this, there's these big storm warnings all across the, I think, the east, the southeast. And I even read that 
Florida had a couple little flakes and I'm like, okay, that's weird. That's weird. That is strange. Well, Saturn and Aquarius is known for extreme weather. So yeah, and really cold. So how interesting. It's really interesting how we're seeing some like seasonal warm versus unheard of colds in different places. And that volcano was bonkers. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I saw that. I'm like, whoa. So the other thing I want to, I mentioned about my nodal return and the nodal return happens when, you know, the nodes are on the same sign as the ones that are in your natal chart. So what is your advice for people who might be going through a nodal return in Taurus and Scorpio? Yeah. So if your North node is in Taurus, uh, you are going to over the next year and a half have a nodal return. And this can be a really wonderful time where allies or opportunities or things can come into your life to help you grow. Now with the North node, I feel like this can be an uncomfortable stretch at times, but it really can help you like pull you on your spiritual path forward with it's it's really a nice thing. And I feel like the reverse nodal return. So say your North node is in Scorpio. So now the South node is going into Scorpio. I see that as kind of like a mirror. The nodes look like these little horseshoes and they're facing each other. So you can have things come into your life that reflect on you some of the some of the habits that you have or the shadow sides of the sign for an opportunity for you to decide what you need to burn off from your life, what old stories it's trying to release for you to be able to grow into a, a more positive direction and, and pull yourself forward. So, so yeah, both Taurus and Scorpio North nodes are going to be experiencing some interesting things over the next year and a half, probably easier for Taurus but both really opportunities to learn and grow. And uh, are there any astrology signs, sun signs that you feel are really going to feel this uh, shift to Taurus and Scorpio? All of the fixed signs. So Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius are all going to be feeling that shift um, going forward. Yeah. So really stay present. Easiest for Taurus being pulled on, I'm a Taurus son, being pulled on some potential gains or your life getting um, busier. The North Node is like about desire in a lot of ways. Um, it could be, you just want to make sure that you don't maybe take on too much if you are a Taurus son. Scorpio sons may be called to burn off some kind of old stories or release some things about your identity, um, maybe some gains in terms of the partner you would may, may be seeing um, with Scorpio. And Leo and Aquarius, there could be some tension. There be it's it maybe a little bit more subtle, but the nodes are going to be what we call a square to you. Squares are activating. So really stay present for lessons and opportunities and learnings. Great advice. And I know we're talking about the lunar nodes, but you really are kind of the queen of all things moon. And I know that you have this new moon mass. It's a new course coming up, Moon Mastery. It's starting in February. Can you tell me more about it? Let, let my audience know how they can sign up, what, what they're going to learn. Great. Yes. Yeah, so my Moon Mastery program is a six-week course where I teach live to teach you about 
working with the moon and her cycles, understanding your natal moon more and your progressed moon more. The whole goal is for to tap into your inner wisdom. So the moon rules our subconscious world. It rules our habits, our patterns, how we need to be nurtured. And the moon phases, the sun and the moon's relationship, working with the moon cycles really helps our conscious mind, the sun, connect with our subconscious mind to bring our goals to life, to really manifest in life things that we want to bring forward and to bring more grounding happiness and security to our emotional body. So you can sign up for the wait list right now at astrologybyceleste.com and go to the classes page. I'm going to be hosting four free webinars in in um, the end of this month and next month for people to be able to, to see my teaching style and decide if they want to take the class. Class starts at the end of February. So I'm so excited to bring this back. It's just it's just so wonderful and getting some you know tools and a way to learn about astrology in a, and with the focus of the sun and moon can teach you so much more about other things about the, the this wonderful technique. Well, the moon tells us a lot. And I think, you know, the more we learn how to work with our natal moons, but also with the things that are happening with the moon in the present moment, I think the better we are able to operate in the world. One of the things I like to say is, you know, when you work with the cycles of astrology, it's kind of like fish. When fish are swimming with the tides, when they're swimming with energy, well, then there's no problem. There's nothing pushing. But when you're trying to go upstream, well, that's not going to be fun. So, I mean, it's really hard on a fish. So learning how to work with these cycles, we can flow, we can swim, we can navigate the world with a little more ease. So I think this is awesome. And uh, thank you so much for teaching Moon Mastery. Thank you so much, Teresa. It's always, always, always such a pleasure to talk to you and rap about astrology. I never get sick of talking about astrology, and I certainly never get sick of talking about it with you. And I really appreciate you making time. I know how busy you are with your upcoming class, but making time to talk about the nodal shift to Taurus and Scorpio. This has been so great, Celeste. And where can people find you? Where's your website? Where are you on Instagram? So follow me on Instagram at Astrology by Celeste. I do a live program every Sunday and Monday. And I also talk a lot about current events and astrology relating to astrology in the news. Um, you can find me at YouTube at the same place. And my website is astrologybyceleste.com. Awesome. All right, everybody. So you know what you're going to do right now? You're going to go check out Celeste World uh, at her website. You're going to follow her on Instagram. And you certainly want to take a gander at the Moon Mastery course so that you can learn how to understand your natal moon and also how to navigate your world by following all these lunar cycles. All right, that's all for today's episode. And by the way, if you're enjoying the show, get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that is the best way to help new listeners discover the show. And of course, I appreciate it so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes, and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I will see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, 
you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.